In the name of a triune God of love, amen. It's a really wonderful gospel today. Forgive me for letting Luke preach it in the hearing. Take it home, read it, and really digest it. It's fantastic. Today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Halloween. (laughs) Halloween has never been one of my favorite holidays. Perhaps this is because I wasn't allowed to go trick-or-treating as a kid. Have I told you that? It was one of those holidays that everyone else got to do and I didn't. Or maybe I don't love it that much because of all the obligatory hoopla required as a parent. I just realized I said that with my children sitting behind me. (laughs) Parents really love watching you all in your costumes and the candy highs and all of that. It's, It's joyful. It's really joyful, Camden. Your parents can't wait until you're dragging them around the streets trick-or-treating. So in all honesty, I haven't always loved Halloween. But this year, an article in Sojourners Magazine, the Faith and Justice magazine that I just love, turned it around for me. Joe Kay wrote in a Halloween article that showed up in my newsfeed this week. He wrote these words. Our various celebrations this week remind us of an overriding truth that is at the core of so many of our religious and cultural traditions. Death can't separate us from love. Death can't separate us from love. Now, Joe Kay is referring to the celebrations of the week that are somewhat universal in one form or another. Halloween, Day of the Dead, All Saints Day, All Souls Day. But I hear specific celebrations, too. The commending of Birch Ford into God's hands on Thursday. Preparations for funerals for Best Nikitas and Nancy Beecher. Recent celebrations of Jeanette Hall Wood and Mike Farney, and Dick Dunn. The compiling of the names of those who have died in our community since November into a list which will be read at the altar soon. When I think of death not being able to separate us from love, I hear words that have been shared in this community over the past few weeks. One among you told another among you, death is not extinguishing the light. It is only putting out the lamp because the dawn has come. Another in the community pointed out to me that there seems to be more death in October because as we approach All Saints Day, the gates of heaven are open wider. We wondered together if the community of saints is pulled closer during this time. Companions for the great journey from here to there at the ready to accompany those who are ready to go. The Christ light shines more fully through wider portals between heaven and earth. The veil is thinner. Someone else said that she thought that as the leaves fall and go back to the ground, we humans who are ready follow their lead. These conversations about death are easier to have when we in our hearts know the great truth that death cannot separate us from love so that often the strongest expressions of love can be found in and around death. 
This truth is the opposite of the secretive fear-based way that we have come to approach death in our society. We avoid it saying that someone has passed rather than naming the fact that death has happened. We fight it, sometimes with too much medical intervention. We hide it, removing the blessed vessel of a body through back doors rather than through front doors with honor. We evade it, spending billions of dollars on youth-enhancing measures. We trivialize it, immersing ourselves in violent media and games wherein death is thrown left and right, but entertainment. But death is not avoidable, nor trivial. It is threshold, and it is holy. It is real and sacred and powerful, but not as powerful as love. When we let love lead and death follow, death becomes creativity and brings us to the dawn. On All Saints Day, this is what we embrace. Love led death, and thus love connecting us to those who have died, allowing them to reside as ever in our hearts, gathering with them at the altar, naming their place among us, even as we celebrate their place in the mystery of the heavens, where our collect today tells us the joys are ineffable, unspeakable, inarticulatable, inestimable. It's one of our favorite right one words. Inestimable joys. On All Saints Day, we also baptize new Christians. My children were both baptized on All Saints Sundays, and I imagine many of you in this space were as well. And today, we have the honor of baptizing Camden and his mom, Maura. Now, usually when we think of baptism, we think of a person joining the church, the here and now, becoming a part of the community here at Trinity and part of the body of Christ around the world. The unique thing about our All Saints Sunday baptisms is that we get to highlight the fact that our baptism brings us into community with all the members of the community, all those in the body of Christ from every age and every time since the beginning. We join them in love regardless of death because at the font we live into the fact that death cannot separate us from love, not ever. In fact, the weeping that happens around death, again, the waters of baptism, make us blessed. Grief highlights love. Loss throws things into perspective. The surrender of what we were births what we will be. And when we have yielded to new life and straightened out our perspective through love and found ourselves to be blessed, we know ourselves more clearly to be at the very heart of God. It's all connected. Grief and love, death and baptism, then and now, angels and saints and us. At yesterday's diocesan convention, a member of the 20s and 30s task force spoke of what she loved most about church in her nomadic life as she moved from church to church and community to community at this phase in her life. And the thing that she loved most 
was the Sanctus, Holy, Holy, Holy. She loved the fact that every Sunday in every one of our churches, we join our voices with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven to forever sing of God's holiness, God's glory. We pour our hearts together into the heart of God in that moment at the altar. Where else in your weekly routine do you get to do that? In that Halloween article that I spoke of at the start, Joe Kay wrote something very powerful about death. Death isn't about destruction or separation. It's a moment of holy transformation that takes us even deeper into life. We trade our heartbeat for a deeper place in the heart of God, who is love. A heart that remains active and involved in our world. How, I ask, is God's heart to remain active and involved in this world without all of our hearts being poured into it while we are still here? Connected through baptism, through time, through space, through bread and wine, through prayer and service, through a love that is more powerful than death, our hearts are one heart, God's heart, here. Amen.